go. You gotta breathe. You better breathe today, cause I'm bringing the noise. I'm not gonna hold up. I'ma keep it popping. You gonna love it. You better breathe. You better take it all in. Cause I ain't gonna stop. I'ma keep it going. I got things to say. I may hurt some feelings. I may enlighten some people. But in the end, it's gonna be real. So you better breathe before we get it going. The rewind. The man. Conrad in full effect. What's going on, my people? I hope all is good. Very happy to see a Tuesday. God allowed me to see a Tuesday. Amen. I come to you today, West Green, with the rewind. That's right. I'm bringing the noise. That's right. Bringing it and bringing it in full effect. Sports, entertainment, you got it from me. West Green, a.k.a. Conrad. Let's go into it right now. Let's bust a move. Here we go. NFL football. Man, I'm telling you, I was hurting. I was hurting, man. It was a hard day's night. I'm serious. I couldn't believe it, man. What went down? You know, I couldn't believe. I thought Minnesota was going to show up. But again, I, I got to admit, the quarterback was always suspect. I didn't think the defense would be suspect. Hey, San Francisco did their thing. I ain't with it, but I had to go ahead and bow down to it. It was like, whoa. And I mean, whoa. Now, let's go ahead and get to these what? These Texans. These Houston Texans. Man, you couldn't understand how the game went with Kansas City. All of a sudden, man, Houston pops out like it's on, like popcorn. They come out blasted. Then all of a sudden, momentum turned, and it turned real fast. And then, hey, Kansas City didn't know how to stop until the final whistle. They did not know how to stop. They kept it going. Hey, much love to Kansas City. I really believe that Houston was going to give them a run. But then I had problems. I did have some problems with Houston's, um, you know, secondary. I, I, I don't like their secondary. Really, I don't like their, their secondary, and I don't like their linebackers. And I do not like their offensive line. I, I don't like their offensive line. I think the quarterback is great. Um, spe uh, special skill position guys are good. Um, special teams um, you could do without or do with. But, man, Kansas City, they played ball. They played defense. They played enough defense in the end. And this may hurt Kansas City because they don't show up and play a full defensive game. Offensively, they started off slow, but they got on track. That's all you can say. 
Special teams made a play. Hey, what you want me to do when you got your special teams out there giving up their bodies, trying to make a play for their team? Incredible. Now, man, we go on to the Ravens. They let one dude bust a move. They let one guy bust a move on them. Now, don't get it wrong. I think the defense was off. Was off. Man, they were. The defense was off. I don't understand the Ravens' defense. They were getting pushed around. As I said, Earl Thomas needs to retire. He plays safety for the Ravens. He too big, and he ain't physical enough no more. I mean, like I said, they did not show up defensively. Offensively, they didn't show up to me. I mean, they came through in the end, but, man, I'm going to tell you like this. You don't need a quarterback throwing 50 times unless you're losing. And that's what they were doing. They were behind. They were losing. The kid, he threw some great balls. He had some good stats. But there were mistakes made, fumble, interceptions. I agree. When a guy does an out, you lead him to the out. You don't throw it inside where the D-back is trailing. Come on. Tight end is going across the seam. Of course, you want to throw it where the linebackers underneath can't get it. But, man, you threw it over, almost over his head. And he saw a dude coming. He saw a guy coming trying to light his clock. So his hands and his arms got a little what? Got a little soft. And the elbows came down. I'm going to say this. Very disappointed in the offensive coordinator because he calls the plays. Very disappointed. And then I'm upset with the offensive line. They go forward on fourth and one, I think two times, maybe three, and you can't get it. And then I'm upset with Ingram, the, the running back. Pre-game, they introduce him. He hopping around like it's all good in the neighborhood. And then we get out there and he got ice or a heat pad on on his calf. I'm disappointed. When guys can't make plays, they need to sit down. Gus Edwards needs to step up in a mighty, mighty way right there. That gave him an opportunity. But he only played to a level of, well, I'm going to, I'm getting my run here. And if anything happens, I'll I'll take all the accolades. He didn't come through. Really upset with the whole team because they should have been on fire. That's what they should have been on. But they wasn't on fire. And that that was the sad part. Now, let's go ahead and get into this crazy game. We're going to get into this game that messed me all up. Seattle. I I don't get it. I, I, I I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it at all. Seattle. Here we go. I don't like the offensive coordinator. I don't like Schottenheimer. He's just like his dad. Matter of fact, to me, he's worse than his dad. Pete Carroll got to do something about this defense. Him and Ken Norton Jr. Because them safeties. I'm going to give you one point. 
They had a wide receiver, the best wide receiver on the team in a slot. They had number 28 on them. And then 42 was supposed to trail up top. I don't know what 42 was thinking for the Seattle Seahawks. He should have turned his hips. And when the best wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers was running that route, he should have been there. That fool was what? Watching you? He was just watching. He wasn't running. He was watching. And that's what pees me off with him. Okay? And it pees me off with the whole defense. Guys were a step slow. And that ain't cool. You got all these big boys in the middle? Then shut stuff down. Shut it down. You got to get pass rushers. They, they, they only had one, maybe two pass rushers coming in there that wanted to do some things. I don't know why they didn't put the young Griffin kid in there longer to pass rush. When he got in there, he made a great sack, him and his brother. His brother disappointed me in covering. He, didn't, he wasn't a good cover guy. Matter of fact, that whole secondary, Flowers, they, they didn't cover well at all. They should have had some interceptions, and they should have made better plays. Linebackers played terrible. They, those, two, those two guys, 50 and 54, they supposed to be monsters. 57, he shouldn't be in there, but they had, they had one of their starters um, hurt for the rest of the year. So 57 had to get in there and play linebacker for Seattle. I never liked him. Okay? Now, offensively, man, you got two wide receivers. But the thing I got a problem with, Josh Gordon. If he would have been there, they could have put Josh at the tight end spot. They didn't have to go with 48, who's I'll catch one and I'll drop one. They didn't have to go with 82. He just wanted to get a paycheck. He pissed me off. That's all he wanted to do is get a paycheck. Well, Seattle will not be in the Super Bowl. The Ravens will not be in the Super Bowl. Sad day. It was a sad day. When the Ravens went away, it was a sad day. When the Seahawks went away, sad day. Now, we're going into some what? College football. And I'm going to tell y'all something right now. Y'all keep popping off about Clemson. I told you, man. You know, I, I told you about Clemson. If you shut down the quarterback, you win. You win. You know what I'm saying? The quarterback, he got hair like that kid in the movie, Remember the Titans. You know what I'm saying? He got that long, roxy hair. Only thing you got to do is cut it off. And they cut it off. They put a beating down on him, a big beat down. Now, don't get me wrong. The running back number nine for Clemson, he was about his business. The wide receiving court, when they when they got the ball, they did some things. That defense didn't play that bad at first, but then reality came in and said, oops. Okay? As I tell everybody, adjustments. 
That's what Miami don't do. That's what Manny Diaz can't do. He's a dingbat. He's what? He never played the game of football. He never tackled no one. He never grabbed the football and ran down the sideline. He never caught a pass. He can't even throw a pass. I mean, this guy is just Manny Diaz from Miami is nothing but an X and no guy. Okay? That's like a that's like a guy who never could play basketball. The only thing he wanted, I wish I could play basketball. I wouldn't like to play basketball too. Well, they learn how to do X's and O's. That's all. They ain't never played. They don't know how an athlete gets prepared for battle. Hey, that's why Miami will not beat Clemson, LSU, Alabama, Oregon, Georgia, Kesara. Sarah, Sarah, Miami will always be in the top 30, top 60, because they got a they got a coach who's never played. He's a politician like his daddy. That's what he is. Alonzo Highsmith should be there. All right, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna go like that on you. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it to the to the sports side. That is sports, but that's. That's a personal sports situation, okay? Now, here we go. LSU. Man, they gave that boy a time to get himself together. That quarterback from LSU got himself together, and he started throwing that rock around, and them wide receivers. Man, LSU got some receivers, man. Randy Moss' son is the tight end. They got a great offensive line. That defense is stellar. And I'm telling you, because Clemson got wide receivers. But, man, them deep backs from LSU look like them guys was what? They had a bowl of jambalaya. And they were just what? Taking it down. They were taking it down. They were going strong. Them linebackers going strong. The defensive linemen going strong. No let up. That's the word. No let up. You got to you got to have much love for those guys, man. And I got I got big respect for the head coach and that coaching staff because he gives a lot of accolades to that coaching staff. That's what a good head coach does. See, because them punk head coaches like Nick Saban, I did this, I did that. Yes, this is what you did, Nick Saban. You quit on the Miami Dolphins. Right? So you always ask for 110, 120% from your athletes, but what? You were a quitter. Okay? This is Nick Saban, okay, my people. This is Conrad talking now. West Green went to go drink some water. This is Conrad. Okay. Nick Saban was at Michigan State. He knew he would never win a national championship at Michigan State. So he said, man, I got to get to a school where I got some brothers that can run, that can make plays. Oh, I'll go to LSU. He went to LSU, won, won some what? National championship. Started feeling himself. Started going, yeah, I'm the man. I run this. Then he started feeling himself real bad where the NFL said, hey, we'll give you a bunch of money to come over here and coach these Miami Dolphins. He did it. He saw that what? The NFL is nothing like college football. It's a man's game. 
He said, let me get out of here. So he got out of Dodge. He quit on the team. Forget, forget waiting until the season over. He just quit on the team. He like he he left town in the in the midnight hour. Okay? Then he started thinking, where can I go where I could be relevant? Can't go back to LSU. They already got a man there who wears a hat. <sighs> Can't go to South Carolina. They ain't got nothing there for me. Can't go to Mississippi or Mississippi State. They ain't got nothing there for me. Can't go to Texas AM because at that time they were in the Big 12. Where can I go where I could be relevant? Oh, Alabama. I could go to Alabama. They got great high school football. I could still recruit in Louisiana, South Carolina, Georgia. I could recruit in Mississippi. I can be relevant. He goes to Alabama. He know he got some brothers over here that could get up and down that field and make some plays. This dude is nothing but a what? Millionaire taking, making all his money off of African-American ballplayers. We'll see what happened next year because two is not going to be there. His brother will. And for my account, I don't know if his brother should stay there. I would have them family say, the place we should go is California. So get in your buggy, pack all your bags, and get to California and have your son your youngest son, play for UCLA, USC, and be relevant. That's all I got to say. All right? Now, again, I've seen a lot of coaching situations go on in college football and in the NFL. Why are black coaches being turned down for great opportunities? Okay, they say, well, the, the, the owners, they don't know us as African-American men. They don't hang around African-American men. Uh, you know what? Men are men, right? But you put the color shade on. We got guys uh, African-American that can do this job. We also got some guys that will be yes, yes men. And those yes, yes men need to step up and stop being yes, yes men. Okay? We got some young guys that will tell you that the coach that they adore is Steve Walsh. Okay? Poppycock. We need some young African-American coaches who want to put themselves up on a better plateau with their craft. Study your craft real hard and be a student. Work hard and be a student. We got a lot of coaches in, in HBCUs that are African-American. Let's show we can teach. Let's teach. We teach one, then one learns. Okay? We got a lot of white coaches now that are trying to get into the HBCU schools because they want to show that, hey, I'm a great teacher and I'm, I'm a leader and I can make this program work. Hey, I believe many more African-Americans need to get the opportunity to coach on the college and pro level. The NFL is predominantly African-American. College football is predominantly African-American. African-American coaches, general managers, athletic directors, owners, presidents, we need it on all levels. So 
I'm saying this right now. No one's going to try to make it even. No one's going to try to say we're going to be fair. There's nothing fair in this business of, of sports. Nothing fair. Now, let's listen up. I got a young man who played for me um, when I was at Crenshaw High School. His name was Kevin Bradley. He was a beast. He was a beast. Kevin Bradley was our point guard. Two state championships at Crenshaw High School in Southern California. Kevin Bradley was a beast. Well, now he has a son. His name is KJ Bradley. And his son plays for Crenshaw. If I'm correct, he's a junior. I'm looking forward to seeing them play, if not this week, next week. Kevin Bradley, that was that was a dude. And he played a little bit overseas after he finished up at Utah. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm happy that his son is getting the opportunity to play at Crenshaw. And this is the, everybody says, what's wrong with the L.A. City basketball and football? Here's what's wrong with L.A. City high school football and basketball. You have a lot of African-Americans who are leaving the city. And if they still live in the city, they are going to schools like a St. John Bosco, a modern day, a Bishop Armat, a Bishop Montgomery. They're going to schools that will pay for their tuition so they could think that, oh, I'm going to get a better, I'm going to get a better education being at these schools. No, if you just put your head down and you grind, you could get your education anywhere. They go to these schools that pay for their tuition. Then some of them just say, I'm not going to go to school in the city. I'm going to go to school in L.A. County. I'm going to go to school in the Valley. This is what happens. Okay? And then you have a lot of Latinos in the city of Los Angeles. They don't want to devote themselves to, to football. Their parents won't let them devote themselves to football. So football is weak in L.A. City. It's gotten weaker now since somebody blew the whistle on Norvine High School. It's gotten weaker. Now, let's go to L.A. City basketball. L.A. City basketball, it, it's okay. You got Fairfax High School. You got Westchester High School. And you have a few Schools that are a little bit below them. You got a Crenshaw. I don't know if Fremont's ever going to get back to where it used to be. You had so many great programs. So many. You, 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 had, you had a Fremont. You had a Jefferson. You had a Dorsey, a Crenshaw. You had manual arts that was a beast. You had these schools, Westchester, Venice, all these schools that were beasts. But like I said, a lot of African-American student-athletes have left L.A. City and moved out to L.A. County or, or moved out there to, um, like I said, out, out there in Moreno Valley, moved out to, to the Valley, you know, moved to, um, you know, um, like I said, um, Orange County. And then, like I said, you have these, these parochial schools, these private schools, these charter schools. They're paying for, for kids to come to their school. This is what I'm talking about, people. 
This is what I'm talking about. I, I, I try to tell young men and women when I speak, don't go to a school because they they ride in you because of your ability. Go to a school that you feel, you're going to feel comfortable attending. Because, see, if you don't live up to the expectations, they're going to ask you to come in, sign some paperwork, and they're going to let you know that you will no longer be on scholarship. And if you, if you buck the system, they're going to see if your GPA is right. They're going to see if you committed anything out on, on the school campus, which was not um, perceived to be um, as a student athlete. You may have done something wrong. I'm trying to help our young people out. I looked at my son and I, I told him last week I was proud of him because now he's doing not just video for the school that he works at. He's doing video also now for um, Fox, Arizona. He's doing hockey games now. He was always doing football, women's basketball, men's basketball. He did some baseball last year. And now he's, look, he's doing hockey. And, and then this year, he's looking to do um, some baseball in Arizona, the Grapefruit League, for the um, for Major League Baseball. Very happy for him. Um, my daughter, you know, she's, uh, I, I tell you, she's, she's like me. And she is now doing some things in the educational field of athletics as a trainer, um, assistant trainer for a, for a school, university. These things you could get happy about because you're seeing people using their, their abilities to, to, to go further. Not just, not just being stagnant. And that's what I say. I tell our student athletes, don't be stagnant. I tell our coaches, don't be stagnant. We got to go forward here. We got to go forward. And I want to see our young people go forward. I want to see our coaches, okay, go forward. I want to see parents, amen, put more time into the education side of the student athlete, not just their games. Let's make sure these young men and women are prepared for the SAT and ACT. This is, this is the whole kit and caboodle. This is what we're about. This is what should be going down. Looking at the next level of education for our young people, and I'm going to tell you like this. Most of the time, that's getting a student prepared for life after graduation. That's right. And now, as I speak to you, I want to tell you today, let's see if these student athletes and these pro athletes take care of their finances. That's right, because we have young people in college who are on scholarship. They need to concentrate on being a student athlete. Everything else, going to these parties, messing with these girls, messing with these guys, poppycock. There's no love in college, okay? No bills are being paid, okay? Now when you're a pro, you can't be going to all these clubs, getting with all these women, hanging out with guys that, are, that do not have you as a priority to being a positive example. 
for your family, your loved ones, and friends. So what I'm trying to say is now that football player, basketball, baseball, track and field, boxer, whatever you do, now you need to what? Take care of your business. You need to be a positive outlet for younger people. So handle your money. Handle your finances. Make sure you do the things that need to be done athletically. Keep your body right. Eat right. You can't be going out to Taco Bell. You can't be going to Burger King. Okay? If you ever get a chance, today, tomorrow, even Thursday afternoon, check out the free webinar for Goldman West College Athletic Services. That's right. Check out the webinar. Teachable. You want to go G-W-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-X dot teachable dot com. You got it? You got to do that for me. Because if you do it, you'll be like hip, hip, hooray. So be ready. Here we go. I'm out, but I won't be done. I'm coming back to you real soon. Much love.